The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. we pray for the grace to find hope in our waiting. Our reading comes from Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark our iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. Our contemporary voice is Henry Nouwen. A waiting person is a patient person. The word patience means the willingness to stay where we are and live the situation out to the full in the belief that something hidden there will manifest itself to us. Impatient people are always expecting the real thing to happen somewhere else and therefore want to go somewhere else. The moment is empty. But patient people dare to stay where they are. Patient living means to live actively in the present and wait there. Waiting, then, is not passive. It involves nurturing the moment, as a mother nurtures the child that is growing in her. Zechariah, Elizabeth, and Mary were very present to the moment. That is why they could hear the angel. They were alert, attentive to the voice that spoke to them and said, Don't be afraid. Something is happening to you. Pay attention. Let these words sink into your soul.
Today's reflection comes from Sarah Otto. Today's psalm reminds us of the integral connection between waiting and hoping. I wait for the Lord, and in his word I hope. The Jesuit William Lynch wrote, If hope directs itself toward good things that belong to the future and that are often difficult to achieve, then it must know how to wait. What better model for this invitation to wait than Mary, as she awaited the birth of her son? As 21st century Christians, we look through the lens of history having already happened. We approach Advent in a way that already knows the next chapter of the story. As such, we contend to romanticize the Advent story, where prophets of old seem to point the way to the future Jesus, where all the pieces seem to fit together perfectly and where Mary and Joseph know the significance of the God-child in Mary's womb. But in reality, I imagine Mary and Joseph had a mixture of fear and excitement that any expecting parents would have. The season doesn't afford us much time to reflect on Mary's pregnancy, because we hear the story of the Annunciation on December 8th each year when we celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And then poof, 17 days later, we celebrate Jesus' birth. In the grand scheme of things, nine months is not a long time to wait. But for a pregnant woman, dealing with weeks or months of morning sickness, back aches, leg cramps, fatigue, nine months can feel like a long time. In Advent, we wait for the coming of the Lord, just like Mary waited throughout her nine months of pregnancy. And we wait in joyful hope, but inevitably in some fear and apprehension as well. My first child, Eva, was born on December 28th, making that year a particularly meaningful advent. But it was a long month. I couldn't wait to meet her. I was full of excitement. But when I could not sleep at night because of how uncomfortable my body had gotten, those nights seemed really long and I was racked with fears about how my life was about to change. Can you imagine that Mary must have felt a similar way? Mixed emotions of joyful hope, trust in God, but fear about whether her own humanity could bear something so holy. Our waiting is not always an optimistic endeavor, though like the anticipation of a birth of a child. We wait for the results of biopsies that come back as a cancer diagnosis. We wait for phone calls that inform us a loved one has died. We wait for teenagers to return home well past their curfew. We wait in fear, in anger, in mourning. But Advent reminds us that even amidst all of those difficult emotions, we can still wait in hope for the light of Christ that will overcome whatever darkness may be enveloping us right now. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, the psalmist says. Out of despair and darkness, we can trust that God will still hear us that God is still at work. And again, as 21st century Christians, we approach Advent knowing the larger narrative. 
knowing the integral connection between the cradle and the cross. Jesus's life is bookended by Mary's, his mother and Mary Magdalene, women who waited in trust and hope that God was quietly at work in the darkness, from the darkness of the womb to the darkness of the tomb. May we sit with these courageous women, sit with the darkness in our own world and our lives today, and trust that God is quietly yet powerfully at work. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. God of hope, thank you for the models you have given us in Zechariah, Elizabeth, Mary, and Joseph, men and women who waited in hope and trust. Help us to find companionship in our own waiting and be a witness to others seeking hope in the light of Christ. Amen.